Welcome to Sound of Truth Weekly Interview, where we hear about how God is at work in people's lives and in the world today. We're excited you've joined us. Here's our host, Brett Morani. My friend Chip Davis is no stranger to Sound of Truth. He's been on our weekly interview before. He's also been part of our Bible chats in the past. Chip and I met in college way back in the early 1990s at Union University, where we both graduated. Chip is from West Tennessee, and he currently lives in West Tennessee with his wife, Lana, and where he serves as pastor of Lake Road Baptist Church in Union City, Tennessee. Chip, welcome back to Sound of Truth. Thank you, Brett. So, Chip, let's talk about the topic of change. Chip, you and I are in our mid—well, you're in your mid-50s. How about that? I'm in my early 50s, and I can recall a time in my early to mid-20s where I hadn't I felt like I hadn't seen much change over the course of my lifetime growing up in the 70s and 80s. I mean, the biggest changes I think we saw were kind of changing from the music, how our music was delivered to us through uh, purchasing what they called albums or LPs or eight tracks and then cassette tapes and then eventually CDs. But now that we're in our 50s, seems like we've seen a lot of change now in our lifetime. Wouldn't you agree, Chip? I would, Brett. I, I, as you were talking, I got tickled. I had a granddaddy that uh, didn't believe they landed on the moon. He loved professional wrestling, and uh, whenever they had competitions around here, he would. My uncle would have to go with him to keep him from trying to get at some of the wrestlers. He believed that. Now, he was crazy <laughs> over that, but he did not believe. He told my grandmother, he said, "Don't tell me you think there's actually someone on that moonwalking." And so he saw a lot of change being born in 1907. Now, when you said about change, like you said, here the changes I can remember. As a kid, growing up, I was 13 when we got cable, and it only had a few channels at that. And I can remember uh, before that, we had three channels, and we had to turn an antenna to pick up a particular station. Mm-hmm. And then it went from that, like you said, to uh, I can remember 8-track and a cassette, and then um, uh, CDs and what have you. And uh, even now, you know this, you flashed it me and picked at me before about being a Luddite, someone who's just opposed to change and technology. And I am to some degree, but to some degree, I, of course, realize that it has its benefits. I slowly change. I'm like a irritable Mr. Magoo that eventually comes around. So over time, I was 40 when I first got my first credit card. A girl told me when I was 35, they called about wanting credit cards or saying, yeah, I needed one. I couldn't live without one. I said, well, I've lived my whole life without one. And then I got one at 40, but even though I resisted getting a credit card, once I got it, man, I, I use that thing left and right now. And so uh, I found out the benefit of it. And the internet, enjoyed looking at it every once in a while. But then um, my wife, we got married, we got connected to it and found myself researching stuff left and right. And, and now I can go and find what a, a Christian writer said from 1,500 years ago that I just would have had to go through book after book to find. You know, before that, but uh, so you can I slowly find it in seconds. Excuse me for interrupting. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can find it, it in seconds. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It really is. I'm talking about the. You mentioned this, Brett. Uh, when we went to Union, I can remember if we wanted to do papers, we had to go to a computer lab, and so uh, the idea of me having a personal computer at that stage was mind-boggling. And I'd heard a sermon by Haddon Robinson around 1991 that said. He was on a plane with a man, and he said, those computers are something, aren't they? And that man said, we have not yet seen 5% of what the computers can do. And my first two years of seminary, I can remember, even when I was at Union, using the car catalog. 
and then at seminary using the card catalog. And then my last year, I can remember in seminary, my last year, the professors were taking a class on something that was being introduced called the internet. That shows you, I almost divide my lifetime between 1994 and now. Everything before 94 was very similar. Everything after 94 has been mind-boggling, mind-boggling quick. Mm-hmm. It's just unbelievable at the advances that have been made. As Christians, and we both are pastors, but I'd like to frame this conversation more just as, as Christians. Mm-hmm. We By the end of this conversation, I'd like for us to kind of perhaps land on some principles of how to have discernment in regard to change. But one of the reasons why I called you and wanted to have this conversation with you, Chip, is because you, you've already referenced how I've called you that before. I have teased you and called you a Luddite. Um, <laughs> if, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, at least I don't know of it yet, but you're, you're, the church you pastor still does not have a church website. Am I correct on that? Uh-huh. No, we do not. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're on Facebook, but it's not because you're on there. I'm saying your church has a Facebook page that some people yeah. in your church kind of administer that Facebook page. I'm not on Facebook of all right. things. My wife is, Facebook. but I'm not. Let me mm-hmm. ask you this, just to help our audience know why I tease you and call you a Luddite. You did not get a credit card until you're 40 years old. How, were, how old were you when you got your first cell phone? I was probably 36. I had, okay. a, I had a cell phone before a credit card. Yeah. All right. I was 30 years old when I got my first cell phone. So we were probably weren't too far apart because you're a few years older than me. I, the year 2000, you would have been more like year 2002 or 2003 if I'm doing my math right here. 2003 was when I got my first cell phone. For, okay. And primarily for church purposes. And I had a Discover card in the 1990s. So I had a credit card in my 20s. Uh, I started working on an Apple computer in 1992, owning and working on a personal Apple computer right when I started seminary in 1992. When did you own your first personal computer? Uh, 2002, 35 years old. Okay, I was 22. Uh, mm-hmm. The iPhone, the smartphone came out, what, 2006 or seven? I can't recall. I remember what a big deal it was when the iPhone came out, the first major smartphone. How long did you go before you got a smartphone? Brett, I was probably almost 50 in 2016, 15, 16, or 17, somewhere in there. And I'll tell you what happened. I had a flip phone, and I dropped it in a glass of sweet tea, and it never recovered. (laughs) And so my wife gave me her old light green feminine looking um, smartphone. Now she's, she's tech savvy. She stays on top of this stuff, but if it wasn't for her, I don't know what I would do about some things with the church getting done, but she does get on the internet and do things for the church. I'm pretty sure I got that first iPhone when it came out shortly after it came out, what, 2006 or 2007. So I was a decade ahead of you on that as well. (laughs) You're, You're slow to embrace. I'm quick to embrace, or I'm actually, I've been labeled myself this, uh, for several years now, what's called an early adapter. I'm not a trailblazer, per se. A trailblazer, let's just talk in sociology terms and use some, some terms around that. But if you have, it's almost like a bell curve they have. If you do soci- look at sociological studies on how people embrace change, you've got your people who actually make change. And we would call them a trailblazer. This is your mm-hmm. Steve Jobs of the world. This is a guy who sees something that ought, ought to be and, and makes it happen so that it, it comes into existence. This is, the, if you, this is the tip of the spear when it comes to change. This is the person who's, you know, the cutting edge, if you will. And then you have the pioneers. These are the people that come alongside the trailblazers, and they're the ones that are moving out west first, right? Uh, yeah. Lewis and Clark would be your trailblazer, but your 
your pioneers would be the people that moved on out, the first wave of, of settlers out west. You have your early adapters that are probably right after the pioneers. And then, then you have, you know, you go on through and f- finally you have the last people who would ever embrace it. They're, they're the most slow to change. They're your most conservative people. And they are the ones who reluctantly fight it. Now, the extreme example of this, of course, would be the Amish people. Mm-hmm. And we have some around us here. Okay. Close so, to our area here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Mennonites in Southern Illinois. And I was meant not, not any Amish. Well, there's a few Amish in, where I grew up, but mostly Mennonites. And they're, they're a little more progressive than the, the Amish, of course. Liberal Amish, I call them. <laughs> but the bulk of America, the bulk of people and the bulk of Christians are kind of in the middle. Once there is a tipping point to where enough people embrace it to where then it, most people embrace it. And I'm not, a social, I'm not a social scientist, and I know you're not either. So, you know, we're almost stepping out of our league here to try to talk like we're experts on this topic. But we all have to deal with change. Now, I'm going to ask you, I've got three major changes in MindChip in our lifetime that I was, to me, are three of the most significant changes. What are three or four that have come to your mind immediately? Biggest changes in your lifetime? Let's see how they match up with mine. No, there's no question. The internet. The mm-hmm. internet is the gigantic change. And then from that, as as uh, slow as I am in understanding technology, I would say the cell phone, the smartphone, uh, Twitter, and YouTube. I mean, if I had to, you know, I mean, these are gigantic uh, uh, advances in technology that have affected the world. I'm thinking a little more outside of just technology because I, I agree okay. with that. But anything else, major changes in our lifetime. Oh, my obsession with sports has probably changed some. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, there, people have always been interested in it, but now it's almost year-round, whereas used to it was seasonal. Mm-hmm. People are more of a hurry now. Don't seem to wait like they did. And, um, and you know, Brett, this almost seems uh, prehistory, but I can remember – driving, you know, to Birmingham, going to school and back from Birmingham. And, you know, you were called maybe before you left and then, you know, see your family when you got there. They didn't know what was going on in between those five hours of driving. And and uh, now, you know, things are so much uh, better. And I acknowledge that. The, mm-hmm. the, the advances in technology have been a big blessing in, in areas like that. But remember this, remember this. The rabbis used to say that all the world was created with symmetry. That any time a blessing is introduced, then it's going to have, have a counter effect somewhere else. Uh, so with every blessing, there is going to be a drawback. It's just the way it is in life. Right. All right. Well, let's, you're, you're jumping ahead of me just a little bit, which is not a problem. But let, I want to share with you what came to my mind when I thought about major changes in my lifetime. And I, and I thought in terms of computer technology, and I, I kind of threw that all under one. Internet and mm-hmm. computer, all, all personal yeah, computer and yeah. internet. All I, I do recognize there is a big difference between the personal computer in the late 70s and through the 80s and its practicality and then the internet on top of that. But I, in my mind, I kind of put it all that into one. In the 1970s, we didn't have personal computers in our house and the internet was, no one knew of it except for Al Gore. You know, <laughs> uh, it's a little <laughs> joke there. 19, so computer slash internet. Now, this is separate to me would be the iPhone, the, the birth of the smartphone. Mm-hmm. made it to where now the computer was mobile and in your hand and with you all the time. Yeah. Which is just yeah, absolutely it's just incredible. Incredible. So it I had the, I had the computer slash internet and then the, the iPhone. Um, I also had in mind the redefinition of marriage. Oh, I, you know, I wasn't thinking along terms of. Well, that's what I was saying. Think outside of just technology. Content. Yeah. That is a radical change that has occurred in our lifetime. The redefinition of the family, the 
the breakdown of the family, the uh, but the but usage of gender pronouns at and, the heart. Oh, uh, see, that was the other thing. Yeah, in, in terms of along those lines, just this whole gender thing we're we're witnessing right now. I never saw that coming. You know, I I grew up black and white. I grew up that way, and the rural people in general. Maybe that applies to me. You know, being hesitant about things. Sometimes country folk are a little little leery about advances in society and sometimes mm-hmm. that's good and then mm-hmm. sometimes with technology you know not always as good but i think as you mentioned i would have never envisioned a day that there would be such a, a moral grayness in our society that anything goes it's almost like a brave new world by huxley mm-hmm. it's just a, a a world that is just it's passed me by i should say and you and i both have talked about that I would have never anticipated having to preach in a time that was so uh, bizarre. I don't know how else how to put it. It's uh, thinking all of previous previous human history has not thought like our modern society today in general. That comment you just made, Chip, I think it enables us to segue right now into how do we have wisdom to know what to embrace and change, what to reject, and then the various positions in between what to slowly adapt to or tweak in, in the way we process or partially embrace something new or, or, or different. You just said something I think is, is powerful. All of human history, if something has not been in human history, it, it should at minimum cause us to ask some questions of, do we really need this? Now, I'm using a computer, so obviously most of human history, there were, there were not electronic computers like we know them today and, and all the ability and power that comes with those to be able to accomplish a lot and, and be efficient with our work and, and just the internet's unbelievable source of information. You have in your hand with a cell phone the ability to access more informa- information by far than what all of the Library of Congress has stored away. And you can have you can access it within seconds. It's stunning to think about, you know. More information than you could find at University of Oxford, Cambridge, all the great universities in the world. It's just it's just simply incredible. I think because of the quickness of that, I think we've lost the ability to, to discern. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of smart people that will read something and immediately take it as fact without researching and saying, you know, and seeing that this is not this is not accurate. And we have a source that we can go to older than the computer, the scriptures. That's really essentially how we have to approach much of our technology. What does the Bible say about this? And sometimes if the Bible is silent on it. You just, you know, use your uh, discernment to make the best decisions and rely upon the Lord for that. Who he tells us in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 to lean not on our own understanding. Okay. And so uh, let's... Uh Let's use this all as a tease then. We've, we've talked a lot about the changes in our lifetime, but we're running out of time here. Let's come back for one more episode, which we'll publish in about a week here after this one. And let's talk more about how we go about grounding ourselves in such a way to know how to handle change. All right? Mm-hmm. All right. We'll, we'll do that. Thanks, Chip. We'll, we'll pick back up on this topic next week. That sounds good. I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville and is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2023.